Oh, big news in the Veller household. I got a baby pool. How, how tan do you get? I don't. I get like, look how white this is. Mm-hmm. And then these legs don't never change color. So these this, legs this right here. Never change color. These legs are crying. Are burning and peeling. I, you know what I got to say? I, how long ago did you get that? sweet american traditional mom tattoo uh 2011 i think it has just the right amount of wear like sun wear at this point man it's a bad tattoo you can't no i think it's i love it it's all mushed together it looks like how or (laughs) or ha holy shit i did it does kind of look like how i could get it redone but i was no no but my point is there even in bringing it up is that you can't pay for that right like an american traditional tattoo you can't buy a weathered tattoo looks cooler dude how can you imagine it's the relicking relicking tattoos is this a thing (laughs) What would you get? Oh man, I've I have a I, I have a literal list, of course. I mean, I have lists of most things, but yeah. of the, the the tattooed ideas I want. Let's just run them down. This might not ever make the show, but it might. Uh, the easiest one that I want is uh, a butthole, but uh, it's <laughs> where would you put a it on my hand? But uh, not like really? not a real butthole. So I could show a cartoon it to you. butthole. There's a there's a Kurt Vonnegut novel, Breakfast of Champions, mm-hmm. and in it, it's. It's sort of it's kind of surreal or postmodern in some way, but he like illustrates this butthole. And I think if you saw it and yeah. you read the book, you would think it's hilarious because it's really deep and sort of funny. Yeah. But also, out of context, what does it look? It like? just kind of looks like an asterisk, like yeah. a full star, you right? Know? So right, I can, right. I've, I've always kind of wanted it like right on my picking hand, That'd like cool. right in like the little nook of my. I like hand that right spot here. for tattoos. Yeah, because it's kind of subtle. It, yeah. it could be like a freckle. I've actually got a freckle on one of my fingers that kind of looks like it could be a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like I could whatever. All right, dude. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Let's, let's just do our podcast that we do because it's talking a fun thing to do other things other than gear how dare things. us how dare us there's i guess i mean let's see there is some gear involved in tattooing right there's yeah. uh tattooing gu- dude i was looking at tattooing guns the other day for no reason because you want one so you can they throw just, your shitty tattoos on me and i'll let you but they just look cool i mean i don't even know how to like assemble it or you know do anything i see you use some rubber bands somewhere and like all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff dude i'm like I love the episodes on Ink Master where they make them build a like, tattoo gun, and there's like three or four people who have no fucking idea how to do it. And there's always the one old season old grizzle. Oh, he's like, like, I invented the system. I've, I've done this a thousand times. I was doing this before they invented <laughs> threading. On I built my screws. own tattoo gun once. <laughs> I well, I guess I kind of well, no, I haven't. I use my friends, but I sort of built a, my own tattoo gun when I applied my first tattoo a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. We don't have to get into that. It's probably illegal. But it was a willing participant. You're a willing participant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the jurisdiction is around. I think if, uh, uh, if, the, if the artist wasn't like in their shop or like light, you know, like they're not licensed. So I think it's okay. You 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 cancel each other out. <laughs> All right. Wow. Here we go. Episode one thirteen. Is that right? Damn. Gearbuds podcast. I'm Henry. Who's that? Dave. Hi, Dave. You're here. We're here. Up? Hanging out in my living room. Uh, let's just dive into the symphony, man. Here we go. Symphony of corrections. Here is your weekly reminder that cables are tone. Believe it. Believe. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this. Follow us on the things. Subscribe on the things. All right, let's do it. Oh, I just want to get into something that's been fun for us this week, and that is, I guess this is kind of a a, both a touch and tip and friend of the show. Uh, How about Colorware.com and their amazing microphone customizations that they do? Thanks for sending me that because I played with it for like an hour and I was supposed to be working. So. (laughs) 
That was awesome. Um, <laughs> because they also, not only you post it on Facebook, they do a Sure microphone, but they also they do a, f- a few, including the SM58. They also do a microphone you own. Yeah, the, the 935. The Sennheiser. The Sennheiser 935. Which is such a random one. For, like, I wonder yeah. why that of all other microphones. I have no idea. Because it's like that. And I'm then, the like, only a, person I know who has one. I used to have one. Oh, We've okay. talked about that, yeah, that's right. that on this show. Uh, and uh, they also do like a Beats audio box or whatever yeah. and that's it like why those couple random microphones i don't care though because it was super fun to play around yeah you get to if you guys haven't checked it out you get to just kind of you know color it yourself and they have you know many many colors to choose from you can go matte or shiny finish. matte or shiny was my big favorite part and also it wasn't it's not like just the whole body you can do like the little surround ring it's the and body the, the ring and the um what do you call this thing that holds it on well, there's the mount. It depends no. on the microphone itself too, because like the 58 was just the die or the handheld part, right. and then there was like where the logo is, like a little stripey boot. And you could change the neck and color, then the, which was and cool. the yeah, exactly the the grill claw or whatever yeah. you call it, the pop filter, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, th- my favorite. Well, you actually, my favorite was the one you sent me of the MV7 of that with the like burgundy and mm-hmm. gray Bur- and with the white trim. With the yeah. white. Oh yeah. man, I really like the way That's that looked. But then we also came up with a nice little Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears one. <laughs> when dude, when you sent Orange me, I had already made one and I just didn't send. Oh, it to you, you made a navy and orange already. Get I made one and I was like, I already sent him the. Did Rasta you do one. it? Did you do it? Uh, matte or glossy? Um, I think I went glossy. Did you? Okay, just to yeah, flash I it up went, a little. I went. I went matte on the blues and and glossy on the orange. Yeah, I like that. A little pop. I like that know. idea. Uh, and I also think that any stadium, like any sports team that doesn't already have, they're they're all using an SM58 for public address, anyways. Yeah. Get yourself a nice theme. They have all the, the proper colors. You can get yourself yourself a properly You're themed missing out. 58. Yeah. In fact, what would the GearBuds colors be if we were to color up one of those? Jeez. Things? I mean, well, we just use black and white, but I that know. Would, would it just be the white? Like the like, say it was the SM7. Was it be the, the white casing with the? With the you know, black trim. As I was as I was I was about to say, man, I really like the look of white gear, except I hate how dirty it gets. It gets. Dirty and I look to my right and there are the two pieces of white gear that I have currently, including the Arteria, what is that, the micro brute or is that mm-hmm. the mini brute? I can't remember which one micro. I have. The yeah. micro brute. Uh, that I got it in like the limited edition white right. and it got filthy immediately yep. and I have had to like scrub all the knobs because they just like attract. I think white band. guitar cabs are the coolest looking thing in the world when they're brand new. Oh, I yeah. mean, they look cool when they're beat up too if they you're like do. on the road yeah. a lot, but if they're just in your practice space and they're kind of dingy, they're just it's hanging like, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not a big fan. I don't, man, yeah, I don't, I've never had, I don't think I've ever had a white amp. No, I, I can't either. No. Like, I'm really trying to rack my brain on that one. They've all been mostly black or, well, the, the Balthazar stuff with the sweet, you know, uh, alligator oh, skin alligator. on there yeah, or yeah. like i've got that that orange cab that is also Flower. covered in floral <laughs> wallpaper yeah it's yeah. always black yeah, i've had the orange i mean i guess there's a reason right because it gets dirty and people are like i want to hide it but who cares whatever man we're you just get the dirt on there at least it's not right you have there. a dude you have a blue i have cab. a baby blue That's 210 sick. swr that i recovered myself i'm sure we've talked about it oh yeah that was a fun project but not i wouldn't recommend doing it ever i want you to f- redo the rat for my <laughs> oh, swr God, for man. me i have no. the 610 version of that it bad took boy. me like weeks man it was crazy um yeah what but, would happen if you just stripped the rat fur off like what's underneath is it just like so gross looking it's like glue mixed yeah. with like rat for at least the swr when i took that part yeah. it was like so i thought i could just cut it with a knife and just like peel everything off right but the cab was already at the time like 10 years did you old. heat it up did you have to like use a, mm-hmm. like i used a, a, I used a hair dryer yeah um obviously you take all the screws and all the corners off and everything and then you i thought it would just kind of like whoop like pull right off no. or something and it's glued on there <laughs> so i didn't have a power sander so i ended up buying like a hand sander oh my god from like ace hardware and i've got like the i've know, got a i've got a i've got a power grit. sander 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah, that would have that make it really dude. That would have made it like how long would it take still with a power sander? I mean, I don't know. I've never used one. Yeah. But um. But how how long did it take with dude? One? It took me well without one. I would like you know come home from work and then I would just kind of like work on it a little yeah. bit because you get tired, dude. Your arm gets exhausted. So that took me like a week of yeah. just like getting all the sides after work. It sure. was rough, dude. Um, Dang. But yeah, and then uh, the covering process was relatively easy. We were able to do that in like one one day, so one night. I kind of want to just like take the rat fur off and then just leave it off. If you could get a cab without anything on it, just like with the speakers and everything mm-hmm. built in, kind of like how Emperor sells theirs, but yeah. like without like the stain. Like sort of stain, yeah. Yeah, um, that would be really easy to cover. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. So if you ever see one. I don't know how we got there, but I'm glad we did. Let's get into BFI, GFI. Uh, here we go. Let's see. You know, there's a couple things on here that I meant to do a little bit more research on before we got here, so I didn't. But, We're winging uh, it today, man. I do want to say that I, I you know, I've got some other stuff, but there was a couple things on here I did want to get to. And this one, I actually just want to quickly mention because I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Kevin Clark, who uh, most people probably might not know their name, but recently passed away. The He turns out he was a drummer for in the movie School of Rock. He I saw passed that. away here. Yeah, uh, he was, he a, was hit, hit on his bicycle car. here in Chicago. And I just wanted to say, you know, oh my I wish, God. I, as someone that's really loved that movie and it was just like really oh, sad to hear that that so, was crushing you know i think i didn't peace, even man. text you about that because i'm western that... i live two blocks away from western avenue yeah and that he was hit yeah on western. yeah and I, apparently that intersection is really bad um, really is it up by fullerton it's up by yeah uh, logan square i think yeah. yeah somewhere but it's supposedly you know just really dangerous there's accidents there all the time and yeah unfortunately it was hit and run and passed away so it was always oh, a hit and run yeah oh man yeah i believe so um yeah, that's too bad, man. I just watched that movie recently, and I was like, "Fuck!" One, that's a really great movie. School it's an incredible film, dude. I learned some more about that movie. Uh, they specifically wrote that script around Jack Black. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's whoever wrote it, and I'm I don't remember the details because you know I just sort of yeah, like vaguely saw I a thing about it. You. But I guess the story is that yeah, they, it was he had just done High Fidelity, and they saw it, and then maybe it was had done a couple. And he was of doing other the things. Tenacious D thing, I think already, and the D was already obviously yeah, popular, right? as popular as they got before he became Jack yeah, Black, yeah. right? But uh yeah, then school whoever wrote it or oh it was Richard Linklater was like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I wanna like write this yep. around your stuff and such a good did. movie, man. Uh so rest in peace, Kevin Clark. That really fucking sucked. Uh also we just want to bring up um no good way to transition out of that, but uh, <laughs> I just saw this. Did you hear about uh Kurt Cobain's DOD grunge pedal. I just had to get a little no? Dodfather nod in here. No. So I guess uh at I some auction recently. Oh yeah. He used one live for you know a I lot. thought he was a boss pedal for some reason. He would use a boss DS one as well. Yeah. But so there there have been a number of a bit, I bring it up because his one his one of his most famous ones that like has video provenance provenance with it just sold at auction for sixteen thousand dollars. Hmm. Hit one of his just like DOD grunge, it was at this certain 000. show, and he like threw it off the stage to a fan or something. Oh, like that. it wasn't like, from and they his so rig. they had no, it was from his rig, like he used it, and then he's like after the show, wow. like for some reason, I don't remember the story, but that one, so they can connect that to this video. Yeah. His other grunge that had sold a couple of years ago went for nine thousand dollars, I guess, but I don't think that there's like a video with it or anything, right? But it's crazy so that the like Dodfather a... collection, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, if I wanted Kurt's grunge, it's, it's going gonna, up now, it's cool, boy. Yeah, do I you have so a grunge? I've never had a grunge. I've I've been friends with kids who is had a grunge. Is that the black one with the pink writing on it and stuff? I'm yeah, to remember what they that had a couple that like. sort of yeah. looked like that. But yes, you're absolutely. And the name, then instead of like distortion, it was like grunt or you know something <laughs> like that. It didn't have you know, which right. I think is funny. But I never. I've just that's that kind of distort. It's a distortion, and that is not my yeah, my, my not general thing. thing. But what do you think? Sixteen grand is that? I think I'm people, a little. I'm Kurt, like hmm. it's Kurt Cobain's grunge. Like yeah. you can see that he used it and played the show with it, and then like 
threw it out for whatever reason. So I think, I don't know. That doesn't seem that if crazy you, to if me. If you bought it, would you use it or just like put it in of a Of course I would use somewhere. it. Absolutely. Yeah. There was no, I mean, I wouldn't, it's not going on my board, but right. I would absolutely, yeah, for sure. I would never buy something that I wouldn't yeah, use in some fair. way. You know what I mean? Right. There, I can't imagine a single piece of gear on earth that's ever existed that I wouldn't, like I'd be a, Unless it like it, I was if I turned it on, it would break, you know, but like right. if I could just like use it. Fuck. Yeah, dude. There's I can't imagine a single thing like there's no piece of anything no, good, under no yeah. circumstance. That I could think like, no, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm like below <laughs> using that. I might break it just by using it. That's something. Something. if I yeah. knew that it wouldn't break just by using yeah. it. Yeah, I would use anything for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I, can you imagine? Is there something? Do you have anything that comes to mind that you can think that would be like that off would, limits? I mean, I would be scared to touch like any you know, old, like if it was like, uh, Jimi Hendrix played like a, a flying V mm-hmm. for a while, you know, if I was just like going to play that, I mean, I would be nervous. Well, that's game. an interesting, that's an interesting one because that would be a lefty and I, there's nothing I could do oh, with a that's lefty. A good point. So I like, I guess either. maybe I would, I would, I would still try to play it like a righty and just play like I'd a drill some holes in it and just like flip, yeah, it, flip it around. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, oh, man. Yeah. Remember the, wait, do you remember that idea we had a long time ago? Oh, probably not. Um, it was on an early, early episode, and we were talking about wouldn't it be cool if they made a museum where you could go yeah. in, and 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 then I think somebody kind of maybe came up with a similar idea or something. Well, we're we what what sort of what sort of yeah it was what sort of stoke that was. We were talking about Jim Irsay and his collection because he had just bought some really famous expensive guitar. I don't remember which one yeah. it was, but and he because I guess he does sort of do that and like, but it's not. I don't think it's quite open to he the public. He had an Eddie Van Halen guitar, I think, or something. I can't remember what it was. We should we should throw but, that in the corrections. Yeah, but it'd be cool, you know, if you had like the Gilmore Strat there. And, you can like, just all go these... play David Gilmore Strat. Where were we? I don't even know. Oh, what we're I don't know. About. We're just talking about like Gilmore Strat. Just no world just that I had it. to just like make a cut from some edit because we had to cut something out <laughs> and we don't. Oh yeah, we're talking about Strats. It's fine. Uh, let's keep it moving. All right. All right. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, you triggered me this morning, okay, Dave, and I've got to tell it you happens. this is we're gonna get into a little bit of something here. So you sent me. It was a 52 Les Paul conversion yeah, to a 56 gold top. gold top. And that thing. And it was beat. Has It It might have my favorite wear pattern on a gold top I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, because it was in the, um, like the uh, what do you call it? Like the checking. The, had like it had like that flaking. very horizontal checking yep. to it, which yep. happens a lot with that era. And, and then within it, it got that really horrible, nasty, cool greening. Green. Mm-hmm. And the way that it just, it, to me, you know, what it reminded me of this like combination between the most sort of historic, like old timey looking instrument and the matrix. Yeah. Somehow it looked like the sideways matrix to me. And I just like instantly, it became my probably most desired guitar. I mean, the, the price didn't seem 25 K crazy. I don't was know. Was it 20 or 25? It was 20 between, it was like 24 or something, maybe 23 and change. I think I, think I would rather have that than the jazz master. I talked about a few weeks ago. No question. Ice blue metallic with those, oh, with those P nineties and it, because it has a 56 and conversion, P90s, it has like, you know, the stop bar yeah. tailpiece and the trapeze. So or, cool. Uh, ABR one. But okay. So the reason that I was triggered, yeah, triggered also is that I was looking at it and it, because it's a 52, it ha- it's one of the sort of rarer ones in that it's the, the whole body painted it's mm. all gold it's not just gold top it's a gold that has the back you're right and the neck too i didn't even think i noticed that at and the time. well here i'm gonna tell you why i did because i'm very obsessed with this and i remember and spe- we're gonna throw it back to one of our first episodes here right. and we talked about dream guitars yep. right like you could have anything <clears throat> and the thing that at that time my dream instrument and still kind of is not probably not as as deeply which we could update that we could be yeah we might have we to have. do that soon at the time was a 56 gold top yep. dark back specifically right. 
And I remember at that time, I was ve- we, were, we were very fresh young podcasters mm-hmm. at this time, Dave. And I was very into listening to a couple different podcasts, including one that I was like trying to sort of make us friends with. And and I never talked about this on the show or really about with anybody. And this is what triggered. I'm just going to I'm just going to get into it here. Uh, they within like a couple episodes of that, the one of the hosts of the show brought up gold top dark backs and sort of this like kind of holier than thou kind of snide way and this person has never been i'm not going to say who it is or anything because they're a a gear podcaster but they like brought it up and the timing was kind of curious i was like whatever but they were talking about like they brought it up and they're like is wait i just want to ask like and they're they're like is is a dark back even like a real thing and the other people like were like no what is that like no i've never heard of that or whatever and they're like because i just like was i don't know i just they brought it up and in like this way because i and i and i and i was still an active listener of the show i was like man is that weird like are they like and so like, yeah, I've like always, it it's always like kind he of stung somewhere me a little somewhere. bit <laughs> and and i always felt a little weird about it and then I, but i just like i know I, I worked for fucking chicago music exchange that you know like i'd seen dark backs i'd yeah. seen light backs i'd seen the paint the gold body ones like i'd seen a bunch of different well, yeah. things and it made me feel real shit. like wait are these like am i stupid for bringing this up and i'd always felt like hmm. so anyways for, there was something about seeing this guitar today and then it not being a dark back which led me to be like That's wait funny. is dark back even a thing so i googled it and of course it's a thing yeah. there's like reissues and and like videos from yeah. the early 2010s talking about it, like well before I ever even did or anything. Of course. So it just made me, I, I don't know why it triggered. Like I just felt this strange, well, maybe it was just the mood like, I was in today or something. You sent that guitar and I was like so deeply And you thought about it. that whole like And then it like brought me back yeah. to that episode and me feeling sad about this. That's and then funny. I honestly stopped listening to that podcast. Yeah. Not long after that. It's one of those things where, well, I mean, often we second guess ourselves because our memory is only so accurate, right? So mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you do have to second guess and you're like, wait a minute, did they actually do this in this year? Or is that like, you know, it was a weird thing. I think it's one of those things we think about guitars so much that like our brains get tired and they go, oh, maybe you're wrong, you know, just Mm -hmm. to like change it up and think about what if it's not. Like the other day I had something about like between a 62 and a 61 Fender and I was Uh like, oh, you know, the pre-CBS and just like my brain had like a flat line for a second and I was like, wait. What year did they do that? And then you look it up and you're like, oh, I was right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, of course I was right. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, what I, this is what I do. <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it, it's so strange, man. Like, cause yeah, I knew that that was like not a, it, it, because it was I, me putting it out as this, like my most dreamed about thing. And then yeah. you hear it like shat upon yeah. immediately. I just felt so bad. And then I never really processed it for some reason until today. And then I actually, again, like took the time to look it up and uh, to the same point. I was like, yeah, of course those were a thing. And like there were certain ones that had the dark, there were certain ones that are light. And then yeah. there's this whole thing where like people make there's VOS yeah, there's re- reissues, re-issues. Yeah, uh, exactly. out the butthole of yeah. this like specific 56 gold top dark back. Yeah. So no, that's funny. And I, Sorry, I sorry to were... have to like get therapeutic world here, but no, I just man, need to this get is, that out you know, there. This is Gearbuds, man. I mean, this is what that's we do. That's what we do. Um, and I was going to say, I think, was it was it weird that the guy brought up that issue like right after our episode? Yeah. We were like, did he hear that in our that's Was he exact, for some reason listening exact, to our episode? And that's like, exactly what it was. Because I was at the time trying to get them to listen to our show and like right. sending them episode. And he's like, like, maybe we'll listen to and all this and stuff or whatever. Yeah, let's check out these young bloods or whatever. And we're just going to steal material from your podcast. It was so weird. It just felt so crappy to me. And I just like never really dealt with it. And like now that it just brought it up. And I've seen other gold tops since then. But there was something about that one, probably because I decided that it might be my favorite that I've ever yeah. seen. I was like, Oh, this is like the favorite one of my it's, potential favorite it's thing. It's perfect. 
it's, I don't I don't think for for a conversion I don't think it should cost that much. But I guess yeah. that's also just the market well, right you now could too. Could offer him, you know. I know. Uh, could I? No. Because no. <laughs> to your point, I would have to not everything, but I would have to sell like a, a few guitars. At least I would have to sell like a third of my gear, maybe, yeah. or maybe a quarter of right. my gear to to get in that ballpark. So I'm not going to do that. But what if what if I just by to. chance? No, I'm just going to hypothetical because mm. this is fun. Let's I hear doing it. This. Just by chance, because he, you have something he's looking for, and he has something you're looking for. If he mm. wanted to trade you straight up for your 76. What's... No, oh, wait. My Les Paul? Your Les Paul. That's a 78. Oh, 78. I would all day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But not just the from thing, a value man, standpoint. Let's say based Fuck. on... It's the second that those words came out of my mouth, you're I like, of like, course. instantly regret it. Okay. So over your shoulder right now, I can see my 335. Yeah. I don't think... Because... I, I I don't I don't think I could do everything that I can do with a Les Paul that I can do with the, that three thirty five at so, this point. So I this is a larger admission. I've been fighting this battle for a long time. I think my my Les Paul might be my best guitar, but I think my three thirty five is my favorite guitar. Wow! I know. I, d- I accepted that a couple days ago. Actually, that's a pretty deep statement, though. There's something about that guitar that I can play in ways that I I can't on anything else. The Les Paul, I think, just always like. It just sounds works. better, not better. It. it just like there's something that anytime I've ever played that, everyone's been like, that sounds great. So you that know? being said, you would do the trade for the gold top if you, you know, because I would immediately flip the gold top because well, that's, okay, that's let's what say I'm saying. It's let's like say a, you couldn't do that. We're talking about an, a 10x or, order of magnitude. I don't know. I don't know what my less. Well, no, I don't know. I don't my less Paul is probably what, like four, are up there. what four grand or something like that. I don't know I what it's I could get four or five grand. You think so? Yes. Yeah, 70s less Pauls are going it, It's never had a, it right has now. no, it's never had a break is the, uh, the thing. Pickups aren't original though, right? No, it's got the Duncans, which uh, that's the other bizarre thing about yeah. the 70s less Pauls right now. People have decided that they like the 70s T-top pickups. Yeah. They hated them forever. They're expensive now. It's like a selling point now. And for like a long time, people were like, get those the fuck it's out of there. It's more of it just being all put original, the, probably. What I have, the Duncan yeah. Antiquities, like more of a PAF style pickup, put those in there. Right. Or if you can get PAS, put those in there. It's so funny. Like people sell, like you can buy reissue T tops now. I don't get it. Anyways, yeah. it is, I, that's funny because I guess in my mind, the Les Paul is still worth what I kind of like have into it from years ago. So yeah, it's definitely. I follow them on, you know, they're part of my yeah. feed on Reverb and. Because like one day I will have a Les Paul. If you were to li- if you were to list my Les Paul, what would you list it at? On uh, oh, this is interesting. I haven't thought about this. Jeez, I mean, I I don't know enough, yeah. but I, you could start at seven grand. No way. Yeah. No, are you shitting me? Go on right now. <laughs> list it right now. Let's I, see. I, I I, no, I'm not so, saying dude. it would sell. I'm not saying it would sell, but I think you could list you, it. There are high. there are there are seventies Les Pauls listed for that much money because yeah. it's and it's I, not it's cl- it's not clean. They, I like, bet it would sell for the like fucking finish is all worn off the neck. Well, it had like a fucking switch added cool. on there. Oh, it, that's why I I had a more desirable. I had yeah. an early. I had a nineteen seventy Les Paul standard at the time that I traded for that. What do you think? What do you think that gold top's worth actually? What do you think it'll sell for? That's the thing. I don't know, man. Because you're, now that we're talking about it, it's like that. At, in my mind, I go back to Chicago Music Exchange pre pandemic, and I think that that would sell for like. 18 yeah that's 15 to 18 yeah and like so you said the conversion lowers the, the price 100 con- yeah. it makes it more playable which right. is what i want because i like player guitars but a 52 i've played both a rap over and rap under yeah. 52 less paul and neither of them are that pleasant honestly like really? there's a reason that they added a fucking tone a, a stop bar in a you know yeah. a trapeze because it's just way better to play honestly right, right. so yeah wow we're getting deep today. Yeah. Man. I'm loving this. I'm I'm getting stuff off my chest. I needed it. You and I talked about it before this Dude, episode. This is like, I mean, I'm not my day today. I needed it. I needed right. a good episode here. here so you, thank buddy. you, man. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. You're doing a great job. Me I'm happy too. about it. So uh, 
dark backs. Fuck it, dude. Dark I love, backs. I love they, dark backs. Hey, they do I'll, exist. If I were to get, if I were to get the back of a guitar tattooed on me, I would get a dark back. A dark Les back, Paul. back. A dark back on your back. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Right on the tramp stamp. Let's go. Um. All right. You know what? I've got. A, I just wanted to bring up this one funny jazz master ad that we talked about a little bit really fast okay. uh, because it just has some truly delightful copy that this person wrote for it. And I just want, I don't think we've talked about this yet, but I don't know if you know this Dave, but uh, according to this guy and I'm getting into some quote territory here, not just for jazz, not by a long shot. <laughs> this is a made in Mexico, 2015 Fender jazz master. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, this one has been very barely played as part of a very large collection. Now here, this is, this is where it gets interesting, Dave. These jazz masters are awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, same exact neck views and tellies. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, okay. Bah, bah, bah. All right. Here we go. For anyone curious about this guitar's history, it's a 2015 jazz master. Not particularly. Mm-hmm. I am one of those weird guys that babies his guitars. The strings are kept loose until it's time to play. Ooh. I don't know if that's the best practice. If make guitars are your thing, this one's for you. I can include a new pack of, and here's the, the kicker, Irony ball strings. E-A-R-N-I-E Hell ball. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. That's full of, that's full, Chuck Keeping full of Keeping your strings loose until you play the guitar. I, what? I hope anybody listening to this also thinks that's a, a really bad idea. Wow. Of all the things to, that's as a, touch a selling tips. point, that's a as a touch, touch and tip. tip, don't do that because mm-hmm. it's a piece of wood it kind of wants to to maintain tension. attention, yeah. and so if you're constantly changing that, Mm-mm. why? There's why? no way that thing stays in tune when he plays. Oh my it. god, that's, I was shocked that's, when I got to that part because that's deep into the think, ad. I don't even know I was still reading it. That do you think point. just out of like a good not Samar- just for jazz? <laughs> that's see that's and you're wrong. It's it is only for jazz, ladies and gentlemen. Um, do you think out of a good Samaritan move, we should like email him and be like, "Hey, man, you know that thing you're doing with the strings?" He probably does it to all of his no, guitars. No, absolutely not. There's, no, I do not want to engage with this person. But if they all, if they have a lot of guitars, according to them, and they're already doing this do on it. all of their we, instruments, we can talk about it next. He'll be like, "Dude, I've got like 35 guitars. I do it and, to all of them." And I can't believe that there any of them still work. Oh my god! Honestly, unless I don't, I can't. No, there's no good reason to do that. I'm getting anxiety. I'm playing with the chord right you now. You are. You're getting, getting fidgety. I'm getting fidgety just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm um, sorry to do that to you. Hopefully, I didn't do that to you, our listener. But man, that was uh, that was shocking for shocking. me. And then the, just to, like because it's this like thoughtfully constructed ad, mm-hmm. and then capital irony ball strings. Yeah. Uh, there it is. You do like those irony ball strings, don't you? I have. I well, I that's what I'm currently playing because they came out with a custom gauge that you can buy as like a full set mm-hmm. that works with almost exactly for what I want for my tuning. There you go. There, I would change. Ernie Ball, if you're listening, if you if you if you would like to change the Burley set for me instead of having, I believe it's a 14 for what should be like typically the B string, which mm-hmm. isn't a B because I tune up. I would like that to be 13, you know, yeah, it's like one gauge lighter. Okay, but anyways, yes, I for for years was, and this is like probably like not a super hip thing to admit. I was an elixir string player okay which i can't uh, say i've used them without maybe i, w- I didn't know it, i bet you I have on acoustic they're a lot more common oh, is that what it is i just the thing i liked is that they they were never as bright as brand new strings typically would be but they would hold the same level of brightness for longer and oh, i love how consistent great. that feels they're more expensive and they're coated and some people don't like the coated mm. feel thing i got super used to it Re- this was like l- the last year or so made the 
it was tough for me honestly i i, I wasn't sure about it at first Switching but over. now i'm I, it's so it's yeah i'm full on full on back on the ernie ball thing yeah you know? man i've been a ernie balls i've been a strong diodario diodario the dario uh, i've been a strong diodario user <laughs> for you know as long as i can remember so they've just been the ones for me i used um, rotosound on electric for a while yeah interesting yeah yeah and uh, actually i don't mind the the bronze acoustic strings either yeah like they're a good they're a good banger especially yeah. for the money you know i think they last long enough and they yeah. don't you know they, when they die they don't get well super i think dead. i've i know you to be sort of more of a dead string not dead yeah. string but like you're not like a i don't super need a super new, bright, bright string person not with bass and even yeah. with acoustic like i leave strings on my acoustics for yeah. way too long you, you know like that. you like the oldie acoustic sound <laughs> yeah. you gotta gotta plunk it along you know what i, I almost brought you. over today i'll bring it over Ooh. next time um that acoustic that i got for i checked it again I got it for seventy one dollars shipped, and uh, it's the dude. I'm set. I'm. You should have brought it Hondo. for sure. I, dude, Man, I was I just in a rush. Wow. I know. I totally forgot. Dang. So I'll bring it next time. Yeah, we yeah. gotta we gotta get gotta get. I don't know if it'll handle jam. your tuning though, because it it That's buzzes right. a little bit. Weird you can already. play. You can play in yours, and I'll play in mine. We'll do a little, uh, a little, little porch jam. All right. Well, Dave, I think it's about time for something. Okay. I get to say my two favorite words that I get to say every week. You know what those words are? Dave's Nice. You like threw the envelope filter on the end of that one or something. I don't know what happened. I just, I really just let it rip and hope that it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. And it's honestly, not, that was okay. I feel like you could really see the notes, you know? I was just, I was just catching you notes. Visualize. All right. Bust those notes out. What do you got for us? Oh man. So I took notes on my notes app on today. Notes app. Oh, Finally. so you didn't, you, you didn't, I didn't email it to myself. <laughs> I learned my lesson after last week. <laughs> or just leave it in your drafts folder and accidentally delete it. Yeah. All right. What do you got? So would you say you're a fan of like eighties hair metal bands? Huh? Wow. Quite the, quite the turn that took. I would say I'm there are some things that I appreciate about 80s hair metal bands, but honestly, I never listen to it anymore. No. Um, do you remember a band called Wasp? I remember them existing. I couldn't tell you what their song was or I anything. I couldn't either. Yeah. Um, but I know they were huge. And uh, you watched a Wasp I, documentary. I ba- kind of. Yeah. I found a story. You'll probably recognize the guitar player's name. His name is Chris Holmes. Yeah. And it's the story yeah. of Chris Holmes. Okay. It's called Mean Man. It's on it's on Amazon. No They're shit. featuring it right now. It'll probably show up in your feed. It was pretty good, man. Pretty mean interesting. Man. So Chris Holmes, he was this he was the Wasp guitarist in 1984. So he formed the band with the singer. Okay, so are they racist? Because I hear the word what? Wasp and there's something about my brain that just oh. wants to make that like a white power band. No, I don't no. think so. Okay. Well, no, they're like a hair deal? metal. They were like stilettos and shit yeah. like that. What was their song? They're they're more like uh, misogynist than anything okay. for sure. Because they would like tie up ladies on stage. You know? Oh, no willing, shit. Willing models, of, of course. course. Um, but you know, yeah, it would, they had a whole stage show. So that was kind of their thing. They wanted to like do what Kiss was doing, but take it to the next level and not use paint as Whoa. like a as like a thing. Okay, so what's Chris Holmes's deal? Chris Holmes is probably one of the best early '80s metal guitar players. Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. like dropping bombs, Dave. I think it's up there with like Slash and you know others. Holy mama, play. dude! In un unreal guitar player. just shreds some of the like the footage that they show in yeah. some of these clips it's awesome dude really? his solos are tasty so are you a wasp fan now i don't i know i want to download an album just to like check some guy claims there's a lot of uh good interviews with a lot of famous uh, musicians yeah. in it like uh ian from uh, anthrax is in it oh like, scott ian yeah, yeah scott that's ian, badass yeah. and what uh, does he have to say he's he i don't know it was right around the time he was talking, so I don't remember if it was him who said it. But somebody said the first two Wasp albums are like two of the best, like early '80s metal. Okay, I'm ever. I'm gonna check that out because yeah. I'm always down with some early '80s metal. Yeah, so I, um, I mean, just it, they kind of called him like the U.S. version of Lemmy, which I thought was kind of cool because wow. he wanted to be more like rock and roll. He didn't care about all the hair and stuff, even though he had like good hair and yeah. like 
you know, he didn't want to wear like the tights, but he did anyways, you know. Did they tour with like other big bands and yeah, shit? Yeah, dude. They toured with um Black Sabbath was what? a major tour for them. Uh they toured with Rat. They toured with which actually who was a pretty big band yeah, at the right. time. Um and there was a couple of others, man. But yeah, they So they were a big time and huge party. Were game. they were they did, did they like have the story where they all lost their money and shit? Like how do they yep. how do they yeah? Yep, you called it. So he well, uh, specifically, um, our buddy here, Chris, Chris Holmes, Chris Holmes, he actually, he didn't sign the right document. So what? he got fucked out of all the money this oh, band ever made. No. Did he write the music too? Um, yeah, I, I guess he would kind of help write it, but in the studio, the, the singer, what is his name? Blackie Lawless was the oh, singer. Okay. I've no, I've seen so, that yeah, name. So for he sure. started it. <laughs> What? He's like the biggest ass. This <laughs> clearly is the, like given Christian name, right? The biggest Blackie asshole, Lawless. Dude. He completely took over the band. He took all control of the money. Um, they so here's what's funny. They were friends in the mid '70s. He met him at like a party. He's like already like I don't really like this guy, but he was playing you know guitar. Mm-hmm. They formed a band for a short while, and then he's like I can't stand being in a band with this guy. Our buddy Chris Holmes is like yeah. I can't stand this guy. I'm out of here because I just want to play. I want to be creative. This guy's trying to tell me what to do and shit. So he he bails. Then and this isn't Wasp yet. Pre-wasp. This is like some other band. Um, then they kind of do their own thing for a few years. Then he gets a call from the guy after he hadn't heard from him in like four or five years, and he's like, "Dude, I'm starting a new project. We're gonna get. We're gonna get signed. You know, we're gonna be in LA. I'm we're different. Get, I've changed. I've changed." And he's like, "Fuck it. I'll give it another shot." Yeah. And then that's how they formed Wasp. Wow. And then, but this guy apparently in the studio, Black, he was just a total asshole, man. He was just like trying to like turn down his solos. Like he was like saying it was too loud and Dude. like. I've got to be honest, like you talk about a lot of bands that I don't like listen to or maybe some things I've never listened to. For some reason right now, I'm just like, I really want to hear what Wasp sounds like. You know what I like? As soon as we're off this episode, we're going to have to we're going to crank a couple of Wasp. First record, first track. Oh, my God. I love where your head is. Okay, so but the documentary was good. You dug it. So, yeah, I dug the doc. Um, It wasn't completely all about that band. It was about him now, too. Does he has he was he in other bands and shit? Um, Yeah, he tried forming other bands after he left Wasp. Then he rejoined. He left in like 91. Then he rejoined again in like 2000. Like he just keeps going back. Money, man. Yeah, it's it's money really but he wasn't getting paid like hardly anything all right well that's why he missed out on the first boat and then i don't know what he what they were paying him for the second stuff but anyways um then it follows him around france because he lives there and he has a and his new band is called me he lives in france he lives in france and he tours europe because people in europe are like we don't care you know we We love wasp Wasp, and we want we want you to play where were they from originally LA. LA. Yeah. But so but, they, but LA. they all moved to LA from, you know, other places. I mean, I think he was I think Is Chris he original? Was, oh, yeah, he's okay. like one of the OGs, yeah. yeah. Um anyways, it follows their their current band around. They're kind of mm-hmm. like thrash metal hard rock, but they're like 60 now. Damn. Um well, Still at least it. he is. And so th- you know, I don't want to shit on him, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. Cuz he's the lead singer and guitar player mm-hmm. now. Um there's two more things I will say. There's a really crazy scene in this movie called The Decline of Western Civilization oh, yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've it's, seen that. it's called like, you know, uh, the metal years or mm-hmm. something like that. There's a scene where there's a guy in a pool on a raft. That's Chris Holmes. And he's drinking a bottle of vodka and he's chugging it and he's pouring it on his head. And he's completely out of his mind, blackout drunk. Man, there's a lot of f- crazy stuff in that movie. It's yeah. hard for me to remember, but it's, that sounds kind of it's, familiar. What's honestly. really weird is it's a scene that stuck out to me before I even watched yeah. this. I watched that movie like a year or two ago. I, oh, really? Yeah. Well, the, maybe we a year ago. We probably talked okay, about it. So maybe a year ago. I don't remember. But anyways, um, that scene is in the movie and he's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed about this scene. I was, mm. I was a complete like alcoholic and like his mom's sitting next to him. And so his, it follows him around. So people like know him for that. 
seen in that movie. It follows him around because yeah. guys are like, dude, the pool thing. And he's like, and they were like trying to get him to like Damn. drink. And he's like, he stopped drinking in 2005, which mm-hmm. is great because yeah. he, you know, he's overweight because he, you know, probably eats a shitload of food and all that stuff, but he's not drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably smoking crazy weed and stuff, but like, Ain't it's good to see. That. It was kind of like a happy ending to the story where you always see this guy. If you'd have told me the guy in the raft would have lived to 60 years and old. And is still touring and shit. And is still playing music for the love of music and not getting fucked Dude, up. Dude, that makes me happy it. to hear that. It's really actually kind <laughs> so of it's a uplifting. Positive, super uplifting at the end. Love um, that. I loved it, man. So, um, You said there was another thing. Yeah, the other thing I want to say. Oh, uh, gear-wise. I want to mm. talk about gear for a second. Shreddy, he, Shreddy he, makes shreds a lot. He plays this kind of explorer with an upside down headstock, but it's a custom custom uh-huh. thing, and it's kind of the it's kind of like the beat up wood like relic thing, yeah. which I you know that's okay. And this it's is not his, your favorite. This is his current band. Yeah. Um, what did he play in back then? Wasp. He had a Jackson Flying V. Oh, like Randy Rhodes like style. Eighties. Yeah, Randy Rhodes was his absolute. No, uh-huh. not Randy Rhodes. Um, Tony Iommi was his uh-huh. absolute favorite <clears throat> guitar player ever. But anyways, he was like. Um, he was playing this thing and what's neat is he busted out at shows and still tours with it. So now it's all beat to shit. It's got stickers on it. It looks amazing. It sounds amazing. What color is it? It's black Mm. and it's got, you know, the inlays and like the block inlays and, uh, it has like, now it has like stickers and just scratches and it's just completely thrashed. So if anything, when he shows that thing, it's cool to see him in the early music video playing it. And then later he still got it. So that was one thing I guess he got out of that band. No kidding. Got to keep his guitar. Of course. <laughs> All right, dude. What do you got? What's your totally arbitrary? Totally ranking? arbitrary ranking. Um, I gave it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid eight out of ten. Shredding guitar licks. Eight out of ten. Yeah, it's Dope. pretty high. Pretty high rating. That is a very high rating, yeah. especially for a Randy uh, Amazon about a band that I, you never. You really know, got I'll be into. honest. Last night, for some reason, I was kind of like, it's like a seven and a half. But you're feeling more. And positive. now that I talked about it today, yeah. I kind of want to listen to some Wasp. Yeah. And like, I got pumped up about it again. I'm kind of pumped. So eight out of ten. I'm Love gonna, it, dude. I'm thanks, man. That was a good yeah, one. Man. Fuck it. That was a good one. All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's future gear. Uh, oh, okay. Here's here's a super sort of future. It, this is I. This is future gear, but this pedal is futuristic and for somehow somehow a blast from the past. And and this is something that we talked about this week, and you posted it yeah, on Facebook. Game Changer has announced. It, it's weird because all of a sudden there's a bunch of attention, but they kind of already announced this like six months ago, or yeah, or no, like at the Dude, NAM we were at. Somebody heard our podcast because we talked about it when Ruby was on. Did then, we? Yeah. Oh, well, we were talking about the plus pedal, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that, Anyways, that company. Now they have started pre orders open Monday, June 21st, the day that this is coming out for the Game Changer Audio Bigsby pedal. Yeah. Which they've made in collaboration with Fender because, I, as I often forget, Fender owns Bigsby. Yeah, I, I forgot that too. Uh, so you can pre-order it now, but then there will be a full release in the fall. So if you're like super excited about it, you can get it early. Um, I don't, it's weird. I don't think I'm as excited about it as everyone else. Like, I don't want to be the guy to like rain on the parade. Everyone, yeah. The whole internet, all like I saw it and then like you and literally I, I was out for a walk yeah. and like three people sent it to me well, all at once. Because they probably get the email from guitar player too. Oh, like, was that what it was? It was in guitar okay. player. One of those. I don't get the guitar player. Or maybe email. it was reverb. Even right. that, that See, I didn't see, it. I didn't see that, man. Yeah. Um, but anyways, well, I like, I like to send it to you immediately because I get the notification on my desk. Desktop. Uh, so while I'm working, I'm like, I bet I can get this faster than you, Harry. Well, that was the thing I like. I hadn't, so I was like, "What yeah, the fuck?" And I then, love beating you to the punch. And then it like, because yeah, but so it's a pedal, and it yeah. like it has a Bigsby arm on the pedal, yeah, and you can control that with your foot. So like, if you don't have a guitar with a Bigsby on it, and you want that you type want of thing, it, yeah, you can do it with the pedal. It is three hundred and seventy nine dollars. Well, how much is a Bigsby? That is exactly the next question one should ask, and I and I less than that, okay. and so. It depends on your guitar. Certain guitars, you might need to get an extra mounting plate if you don't want to fuck with it, basically. 
which those can be between like 50 and 75 bucks on top of it. So I think it's, you're talking about maybe $300, yeah. uh, you know, if you can do it yourself, of course, it's going to be a lot more than that. If you can't, it's not a, it's not a complicated procedure. I think anyone listening to this could probably figure it out and yeah. do it th- themselves. But you know, that said the pedal should be more expensive. I th- it, the pedal is more expensive, I believe than yeah. the Bigsby would be. And, it, and it's got, I mean, it's, it's got, what looks like some some nice and different parts like they didn't just take yeah. a, a they, chassis it's a real, out of it's a other... real bigsby arm that they yeah, have on there right. and it's a spring which is cool the thing that's cool about it too is that it's not just limited to what you could do with the bigsby it's because got knobs you can do i think it's between like i don't even know a semitone and an octave so you can do like full dive bomby type cool. stuff with it it's all it's digital it's mm-hmm. dsp it's not obviously it's not like wanging your string like a yeah, Bigsby would be right, right? Yeah, so it's not going to be the string. exact thing but I think it's like I think it's cool I just saw it and it's like everyone seems so excited about it and I was just like yeah I've already got guitars with Bigsby's on them so I'm not I don't know I'll, like I'll tell you why I'm excited about it and why I sent it to you because like you know I see pedal articles all the time yeah. when they come out I think I think Game Changer especially specifically is doing different things I think they they're are. looking at You're what's right. out there and they're going what else can we make Cause like the other one that what's that called the uh, the plus pedal which unfortunately yeah. I have to return the one that damaging shipping not their fault not their fault no um, and I've also owned the plasma pedal yeah. which that is a totally different but the thing. small demo we did because we, we did play with it a couple of weeks ago and you know it's still oh, kind of works badass. yeah what, it, what it's it does doing do something thing. different yeah. you get different sounds that you really haven't totally heard before mm-hmm. and I love the look of it I think it's like it looks different than it looks pedal. cool um, I you think know what Dave you I was kind of at like I was at like a seven seven on the arbitrary ranking scale now you're talking me up until like Hold on, I'm not done yet. Or, oh, I'm, well, this this could bring it back down. I don't oh, know. I, so one, I didn't watch any videos of it. So I, I don't know. Okay, so yep. good job. Uh, Thank and you. So I trust your word on that. But I will say, I don't know if you can be as physical with your foot as you, you can be with your arm. That was my exact mm-hmm. thought too. And because that's, that's what brings the it down thing with a Bigsby. Is like yeah, you can't. It's not you're not doing a full Floyd Rose dive bomb. You can really control but it, but you can control it, yeah. and it's not just down. You can pull it up. Right. So like that's like how vibrato. Like you want to be able to go up and down with it, and I don't know how you would do that with a pe- with a foot pedal because yeah. you can only unless you can like hook your foot into the thing. Uh, you know what like I mean? Like a stirrup or something. A cool. stirrup or like yeah, like a, a step in like, like a bike, a bike like thing. A bike. Exactly. You have to wear a special shoe. Spe- you have to wear your, your game <laughs> changer <laughs> shoe. <laughs> to play hey game changer if you're listening man that's next for them because they do you're right i mean i i don't want to i i've bought a number of their pieces of gear i think they're fucking rad i just yeah for some reason maybe it was just because like i got it from so many people i'm like all right i'm just like i'm i'm gonna be sour about this because like well i I don't know i think it's okay you know as somebody who runs a gear podcast (laughs) i think it's okay to like second guess and be like hey maybe you know do i really like this before i get too excited about it yeah now I will say I those are the only two pedals I know about I think that Game Changer does. Do I told, do? So they there's those, those two and then there's the other one that I owned the plasma pedal that we just, oh yeah just we saying. did talk about that right and then they've they've released another version of that with Jack White with like a very um, cool a high octave and then they have also released there's it's they've done a couple they've done some synthesizer type stuff with like crazy whirling motors and shit See, i'm sold on all that uh, shit. they it's also like, do this like really really intense reverb pedal that's a lot different than any other cool. reverb pedal in, in a lot of ways uh all cool stuff yeah you're right i gotta i the game changer is the one company that no matter what they do i'm just gonna i think i've just got to be positive about and i it think their name cool fits shit. like what they're doing i think they are when we were talking name. about it with ruby she's like whoa that pedal's a game changer i was like well it just that's so happens literally, literally the name, the name of the company, company. <laughs> and that was their first pedal yeah so you know? shout out i think i think they're doing cool shit whether I think people dig it or not cool i think i think a lot of people who have everything quote unquote mm. will definitely buy one of those because 
What the hell? You've never you know? seen that before. Plus, imagine hook, you know running other shit through it. You could run it next to your electric piano, like next to the your pedals. Your voice. Your voice. Shit. We. Yeah, man. Mm. I mean, so. Damn, dude. There you go. Pre-orders are open today, folks. <laughs> go buy one. And now in, into the future. This is not sponsored by Game Changer. Okay, this is. You know what, man? This is kind of almost like a the the show's working out properly because mm-hmm. this is a nice little transition that we're talking about game changing. We're talking about gear from the past, gear from the future. Okay. What would you tell the gear you 10 years ago? If you could talk to gear, Dave gear 10 Dave. years ago, what would you tell him based on what gear Dave now knows? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Let's take it back a little bit. Well, did you have, did you have your sweet bases then? I had the P base in 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So already I was already on the path of like, this is, this is the, the, the mm-hmm. guitar that I've always wanted. You know, I'm good. Is there something that is like, it's so funny. It's so almost... valuable now that you could be like, this is what you should get and like, hold on to, or, oh. or don't get rid of this thing that, because it's going to be yeah. worth more. Or... Yeah. I mean, if, if I, if it was just like not a money thing, um, and I'm obviously wouldn't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to buy 52 of those balls, you know? Of course. But honestly with the way the but market even is 10 years ago, those it were was expensive. still yeah it was actually still extremely expensive um no i th- i think the uh like japanese jazz masters yeah like made in japan jazz true. masters from like the 90s like those you could get those so for like cheap. five six hundred bucks mm-hmm. you know now they're even going mexican f- jazz 15, masters yeah. at that time four or five hundred bucks mm-hmm. five now you know, they're like a thousand bucks they're a thousand bucks eight to a grand yeah minimum mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean honestly like anything in the mij market that you know I that's could a get good call would yeah. be because that stuff got so even like like a p base i got my I had a made in Japan P base in like 2007 or eight. I bought it mm. and it was, I got it for like 500, I oh, think. Shouldn't do that anymore. No. So, and that thing was cool. So yeah. Um, yeah. The, I would, I would buy up some, some Japanese fenders for sure. Cause the markets exploded on those things. Okay. Now what would gear Dave 10 years from now tell gear Dave today <laughs> from the future? Whoa, you, man. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, he, well, that's a really hard question because it's from the future, but to play along, I think, uh, you know, I would say, you know, don't sell your gear that you have because you're really freaking happy with what you have. Um, you can add to it, yeah. but don't sell anything you own because mm-hmm. everything right now is going up in price you, and just hang out. And it's, it. and it's you. And it's me. Exactly. Like I, I, I'm the guy who would sell something and then be like, God damn it. I mm-hmm. missed that. I'm going to go buy it again. And then I'm going to spend way more money to buy it. Again. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't even so, imagine. And that, that I feel like with gear, I've been pretty good at like everything I've sold. I've been like, okay with selling so mm-hmm. far now. What about yourself? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I just, I hadn't gotten, I hadn't thought about it. Honestly. You hadn't thought I, about thought, it? I thought about the questions and yeah. I never thought about it. Cause I don't know. I like to ask questions. It's funny because I saw I saw it on the outline a few weeks ago. I think it was on there. I, I, I came up with the question yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and, and I but I forgot about it, it yeah. until just now. And I and and just to like spin off, you can delete this if you want. But I thought it was going to be like, what would you tell yourself at all? You know, regarding mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Because the one thing I would tell Dave from ten years ago. Yeah. Is go on a fucking tour because that's oh. one thing I really miss ever doing was our band did okay around yeah. Chicago, but we never really. We never took like a Pushed two or three outside, week tour. Yeah. yeah, we did like weekend jaunts, but you know. So I, I would have taken advantage of that just Dude, musically. You're hearing it here, folks. If you've got, if you can do it, it's not too late. Why yeah. not? If you if you're if you're feeling like it, just do it. Yeah, because... man. I would say if you if you you know have a job that you're like whatever you know I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Go on the you know go save up a little. Go on the a road. A lot of places are hiring right I now. I think the ex- yeah exactly. I think the experiences 
of it alone would be worth like risking doing something. Hmm. So that's that's one. I guess I don't know if I want to call it a regret because I'm happy. It doesn't but, sound like a regret, but it sounds like again, like, it'd be if, like it's just something that you would. Tell we always yourself. have we always have musicians on amazing yeah. people, and so many of them have toured and right. stuff. And it's one thing every time it comes up in a conversation, I'm like, man, I wish I would have man, we can just go just like come up with a little project, uh, yeah, you right. know, get maybe get that like that little dance track get that I think you'll going. be able to just like we'll just start a little DJ duo, yeah, dude, and get it get in a van going down, down the, road. the road, yeah, get early. But at this point, though, honestly, if I did it, I would absolutely do it like RV camper kind of thing yeah. where you have like your Glamper. own kitchen yeah, and dude. fucking a bed and stuff. I'm not like, I'm not sleeping in a fucking, in a U-Haul trailer, in a trailer. Yeah, no, exactly. it's not happening. Um, dude, all right. Were you going to ask yourself the question? Well, I don't, I mean, I could I gotta know. Let's see. What would I tell gear me from 10 years ago? Cause you've gone through significantly more gear than I have. I would probably, I would probably, let's see, 10 years ago. Did I still have my roads? I think I had a really weird Rhodes 54. Really? That was given to me for free. And I traded that for, I think I, I would have to look, but I'm pretty sure I traded that for that strat that I played for a bit in Volcanoes, okay. which was a like the first year Japanese yeah. strat. I never loved that guitar and I never loved strats. So yeah. I think I, I feel like I had to get a strat, like strats out of me, and I've, I've owned other ones yeah. before. And actually, I had another one before and after that, but I kind of had to get strats out of my system. I think you got to have it to know you don't maybe want it. Yeah, I just wish it hadn't been at the price of the roads. I think. <laughs> yeah. That because that thing's. Have you ever ro- looked in, like, into buying? You one? never ever see them anymore. I've never even heard do. of them. So, yeah, it's they're so rare. Honestly, though, actually, I think mm, I don't know because I kind of think I I I would also really love a Rhodes bass, like one of like the yeah, just the low end those ones. Cool. Those are fucking sick. So I don't know. I would definitely I would definitely tell me not to get rid of the Rhodes. Mm, I think there's any other amps or guitars that I'm like that I miss or things like that. At one point, I thought I was gonna go full. I would. This might have been more than ten years ago. Okay. I think I. I've decided I wanted to go like full MIDI uh, with my oh, really? effects. So I had like this probably five boss pedals that I traded straight up for this TC Electronic G Major G Minor system that was like this full effect MIDI effects thing. And, and that's um, you play guitar through that. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Did just, you have to have the add-on thing for the guitar? No, no, no. It's just like all effects, but you control everything with like MIDI. It was like a rack, oh, you know, with like, gotcha. you know, all the effects and everything. It. it was okay. like a powerful, fancy thing, but like, you know, I never used it. I, I like <laughs> scrolled through the presets, and I was just like, I'm never gonna do this, and then sold. And, that, and that was one of the things know? where you got it, and you were like, you didn't really get to try it out to that extent. Not at all. I think I just I was like. Honestly, I think what it was is I was like I'm above boss pedals or right. something. Like I was yeah. like trying to be, I was trying to like become some like. Boutique well, this was person. the land of like the pre boutique era, and I was tr- and I was trying I was trying to go with a full true bypass pedal board. I remember yeah. at the time like that fucking matters. <laughs> um, but I and and so that was part of it too. Is like I had this person willing to trade this sort of like expensive thing for this thing that I was trying to get rid of. So I was like I'm gonna do this, and then I didn't. You know, yeah. so I would I would probably. I don't know though, because it's like again the same same idea. It's like I wouldn't have known that unless I tried it. Yeah, but I still ultimately didn't like it, so I don't know. It's hard, man. I mean, it, it's easier now, you know, to try stuff out or see videos at least on how something's gonna be. It's way easier now, you know? and it's still even then. You know, we've talked about that a lot. Like, you don't, you still, even if you the video tells you one thing, it might not tell you that. It's, and it's got to come to your rehearsal space and play with, with your, your band. gear. Yeah, totally. All right, so if we're gonna do the future me, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Honestly, I might tell myself to fucking chill out and stop get less stuff or get rid of really? more stuff now. I just, I mean, you, I have, well, you're gonna have a, a more of a pile of things. In I have 10 a big pile of things, right? Yes, <laughs> and the boxes. I think I've done a pretty good job. What I really focus on is making sure that anything that I buy, because I only buy things that I I'm gonna use. And, I don't, and when it's something like an interface or whatever, I try to stay ahead of selling it until it's not worth anything because that does happen. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that's a good point. I think I would tell myself to maintain that. You know, I'm bought into the universal audio system. The planned obsolescence is such that, like, if I don't sell it within a couple of years of buying it, yeah. I'm going to lose a certain amount of money. Right. Like, I'm going to have to keep buying it forward. So maybe to like pay attention to that and try to avoid that type of or thing as much as possible your system i guess which right. that's yeah that's if i I do computer-based music i have to upgrade computers yeah. that's just i've accepted that you know that is a bummer about interfaces like totally that, is it, you know? it's you it's once the computer stuff changes i want we We've i went through it on it. this show yeah, man yeah. i i was fully bought into firewire yeah. and then firewire stopped being a thing right and then firewire to thunderbolt converter stopped working right and then it's like all right well i've just got to go to thunderbolt 3 USB-C because the whole world has now and that's just like that's yeah i mean all the first pro tool systems i you can right now go on craigslist and find what would have been i i'm thinking one specifically that i just saw some guys trying to sell for like eight grand uh, what like one of the original pro pro tool systems which at the time was probably like fifty thousand dollars maybe it's collectible now it's like an antique but it's not like you don't want to build your studio around it at this point and you know unless you're buying it for like a couple hundred bucks as a novelty because it's like a lot of heavy big stuff well as you know we you know our main setup in the rehearsal Mm -hmm. space uh aside from my focus right is the uh it's like pro tool seven or something like that no it's not that old it's like 11 but it's still older pro tools right yeah and that's the thing. You but it'll never get can upgraded. Never go beyond it's like, that. you know, we'll never have to hook it up to the internet. It's just mm-hmm. like, it just sits, you know, it just records. So. And and that works for certain things and that's but cool. But yeah, that's I wouldn't not recommend if you're, well, especially if you're going to spend like eight grand on something. Like, that's yeah, crazy. I wouldn't, wouldn't do that. So I guess 10 years from now, say like pay attention to that. I might also tell myself honestly to like actually sell some of the stuff that I'm thinking about selling because the market is so fucking hot right yeah, now. It is. Um, it's wild. I've been pretty lazy. Like I have started listing some things, go check out the Gearbuds reverb page. You know, I've got some guitars and yeah. stuff up there, but like I haven't listed everything that I said I was going to just cause like I sort of don't want to get rid of it sometimes, uh. but uh, I should, I think that's what I would tell myself is to like, listen to yourself, get rid of the stuff that you know is just sort of weighing you down. Uh, and then think about what you could get with the with money. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll I have get you a number, excited. I have a number of things on a number that, of wish actually, lists, That's another, you know? yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Be I careful guess. with your Euro rack addiction because I already oh, want, man. there's like a number of things that I want to add to that thing already, but it, you know. I think, yeah, I think that's, there's probably a lot of things I would tell myself, but that's all I can come up with right now. Wait, do you have one of the musical sense where it's like, sense. like where I was like, yeah. I wish I would have toured or something like maybe I, more well, of a band related or performance related? I don't know. I've just, I would, I would tell myself to actually put the stuff out that you're finishing and working on. Cause I've got a lot of music that I just haven't put out. I have so much, stuff. dude. Um, that's inspiring me here right now. So I think that's what I would tell myself is like, just stop overthinking it and just, yep. just put the shit out. Just get it, it out. It's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just never going to release it. And then, and then, then and then your computer's going to go obsolete. And then you yeah. won't even be able to get the it's fucking files off of there, anyways. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm glad you made me answer. I love I that. Man. Thinking about that's it. fun. That's a All good right. topic. Uh, a couple more things, dude. We got, I mean, we're, we're not we're not that deep right now. No, Let's no. Keep, we've got a couple more things. So, um, a couple more pieces of gear, actually, that I want to talk about really fast. I don't know if you saw this. There's, um, Actually, no, I don't want to talk about that. I want to, okay. I do want to talk about this because it's pretty cool. Uh, there is a new virtual reality air guitar game coming out. Ooh. It's called Unplugged, 
and uh, it's this game. For, I don't. Oh, I don't think I wrote down the name of the developers. It's a, I believe, Scandinavian company, and you wear, you know, like an Oculus VR headset sure. or a Steam VR headset, and uh, you play air guitar along with like real songs. So Fun. like, I know that there's like an Offspring song on there already that they were showing in the demo, and you like it's air it, guitar. So it's it, air guitar. So your hands are already kind of like registered there's n- in yeah, there. Yeah, there's nothing. Right. Um, you're like not you're not holding anything. any guitars, like oh. tools or anything, and it just like. You pl- I don't know exactly. I haven't yeah. played it, you know, but it's basically like you have to somehow move your fingers along in a certain way. And it's sort of the interface did kind of was reminiscent of like a guitar world rock band kind of thing where like the notes were coming at you. But I'm assuming you also have to like do the strumming patterns and stuff, too. I don't know. Like, I don't I, I have I have I don't currently I would like to own a VR headset again. I was going to ask much if you just so I can play that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a big VR guy. I had the, the I had games. the, I had the P- PlayStation VR set up for a oh, while, okay. and then I got, I got off the PlayStation bandwagon yeah. and sold all that shit. Um, I've got a really... first gen Oculus or second gen. Whatever oh, yeah. the ones like they came out with Samsung. It's like a with white the one. phone. Came we yeah, out yeah, right. with the phone, not the like phone. the full Oculus. The thing, right. yeah. yeah, those are the, That's the it's thing okay. is that you, uh, I, I did. I've talked about it on the show. I, I did. I did. I've done some work in the VR and augmented reality space. And the thing for me is that anything that I've used that didn't have full like like 8K to f- like, or at least 4K resolution, I it never felt right to mm-hmm. me. Like it, I I could always tell that I was just like not immersed a, or yep. something. Like I it was cool, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I've liked. But the now that we're finally at the generation generation where they have OLED panels in the screens, and like the next Sony one that's going to come out, it's going to be 4K. There's a bunch of 4K stuff out there. So now I think I am ready to jump back in because it is to the point where it is high res enough that. Yeah. Uh, I think I would do it. So yeah, I, I don't have one. I kind of kind think of it's going to happen. So. Dude, I got to, I mean, if you get it, we've got to, we're going to do it. Too. And that's the fun thing about it too, is like, it'll, you know, it displays on the screen. And yeah, you'll yeah. See it. Some people get really like motion sick from that. I, I do not. I've, I've done the one where you're like on a building, like on the edge of a building. Oh and it's, yeah. It's crazy. I love it, man. It's, it's crazy fun. how much it tricks your brain to yeah. think that you are. And now, so that we're finally, I, to my point, I think is that it's like, we're finally at the point where you're getting that near full like you're you it's 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 a lot easier for me to get fully immersed and i'm i'm ready for it so check it out unplugged um oh the one thing i want to add too is that you can have like different guitar collections and stuff so you can like earn different types of guitars that look like did they show there's like an explorer and a les paul it's not real right but close enough but i i i didn't confirm this but it looks like orange has like real Uh, orange amps in there and is it is it like um did you see a screenshot of like the gameplay? Yeah. Is it like really digital looking or is it really, do they try to make it look real? It, like the way that the game, it's sort of coming at you, yeah. like like the notes or whatever looks like Guitar Hero or Rock yeah. Band or something yeah, yeah. like the colored notes. It was, no, it it looked more, yeah, sort of like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Uncanny Valley. Like it's not like real, but it's sort of realish. You oh, know? cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, but it, it doesn't look like you necessarily. Like you can look like a rock star or, or whatever you want to Dude, look like. Dude, can you like. imagine like how good it is now and how good it's going to be in like 10 years? Like you're going to be like on stage at like Woodstock. Like they're going to make it so <sighs> That just made my stomach sick, drop dude. thinking about that. So I sick. can't wait, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's why we've got future gear. Uh, yeah, so it comes out this fall, but it's like, you know, they're testing it and stuff right cool. now. And I'll say like the all of the makers and stuff that they show me, I can't remember where they were from. It might have been the Netherlands or something like that. But um, they're so enthusiastic about it that it just made me feel like, OK, maybe oh, really? they're not. Because at first I was like air guitar. I don't know. But yeah. then like the watching the videos like, man, these guys like this looks fun. I, I want to try that. Yeah, so yeah. unplugged. Uh, check it out on Steam and such this fall. Last piece of gear I want to talk about really fast because they just I don't know if many people know about this and. Um, they seem really interesting. There's this company called Scope Labs mm-hmm. out of Finland. 
and they make these handmade microphones and they and they and they're in these like sort of like periscope looking brass like tubes like a periscope on like cool. a, an old submarine yeah, you know i'm digging it and they're the first ever they're condenser mics they're the first ever microphones that also have built-in compressors really yeah so they again they look like these weird like steampunky periscope yeah. they're, they're called the periscopes oh cool as the name the periscope is the name of the microphone um, but so I Stingray actually hit me to these and they're like these weird vibey kind of like dirty sounding weird. You can make them sound really fucked up. They're not like you wouldn't get these to do just like a clean sounding recording. Right. But they're not that expensive. And people like Joe Baresi, Butch Vig, like big names are already like on their website with oh, them. Nice. Okay. So I think I kind of have to get some because they, like a pair of them seems like it'd be super awesome oh, to have for dude. like room mics or on drums or like. They sound really cool on vocal. Like you put one up next to like a clean microphone, and then you have you already have like the super in your face sound. I man, I don't, and it's wow. like they're not again, they're not that expensive. I think a pair was like they're in euro. It was like eight hundred euro for a pair with this like really cool like leather suitcase looking thing oh, that yeah. they come in. Yeah, nice. man, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm I mean, very excited about these. Things. I get ex- you know sometimes, man. I just go on like. Sweetwater, Reverb, or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at microphones, and I'm like, I don't need a microphone. No. You know, I'll probably get an SM7 if I want to just buy like this a really is, good this, mic. Oh man, both of the mics but that we're talking to right now, I'm looking at like you the, can't go wrong. I'm looking at the Warm, which I know you you have. Oh and yeah, love, and like, Dude, they, if you ever want to borrow that too, you're more than oh, welcome man, to. I, just let I, me know. Yeah, if I do a vocal or yeah. something. But um, yeah, that so basically, like, I don't know. I just so when someone comes out with something that looks completely different, new. I'm sold. I'm like, let's let's give this thing. It looks a whirl. so cool. That's cool. I th- yeah, very rarely. I mean, we we talk about this a lot. Very rarely do I feel compelled to buy a new piece of gear at full price. Mm. That's just the that's just the gearbuds truth, folks. Yeah. Coming it's at the you gearbuds right way. Now. Not only do we have a certain amount of connections in a certain amount of places, I'm also perfectly fine with almost always just like waiting for something to be used or get it on reverb or whatever. But with these ones, have you seen any used ones? No, because they're so new and uh, the people that are buying them are obviously having fun and hanging on to them. So that's always a good sign. I don't need another pair of (laughs) microphones, but I'm what are you using right now for the overheads? I've got a couple different things. I've got the Neumann. I've got the cam 184. I've got those old Teledyne, uh, they're called EO 200 pencil condensers. Yeah. Lately, I've just been doing kind of more of like a three mic setup and using the warm as kind of like the main sort of front mic and then like a Neumann behind. But cool. um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think those, they, they might, I don't know that they would be the perfect drum overhead. They would be cool for like a specific type of drum overhead. Oh, I okay. think that they would be badass. Excuse me. Ooh, stereo room microphones. Okay. And I would like to use it on vocals and I would like to use it on acoustic guitar. I think would be the other things, but um, I just, they're so, but the, I guess that's sort of what we're talking about. The way that they're like in this new unique enclosure instantly makes me want them. I know. It just looks fucking badass. It's it's almost kind of full circle. Like we're almost good at this back to the game changer pedal where it's like, because it's this different form factor, because it's someone sort of thinking about 
the way we capture or make music in a different way, instantly it makes us excited or about back it. Back to even talking about the microphones, changing the color of those. You know? Exactly, like, it gets you. It gets you engaged. Yeah, it's in just a different something way. different to look at. You wow, know, a theme with. emerged, Dave, we- that I didn't <laughs> intend or we didn't intend, but we Dude. definitely drove it in. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what what would be the title then if we were to try to encapsulate everything that's oh, happened man. here today? You know? Take some of the hard work off of me for the edit on Monday morning. It's gotta what be- are we gonna name it here? Uh, it looks cool. It looks cool. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what we're going with, you know. Like, I know everyone's changing it up and actually making different improvements to things. But yeah. but the, I get sold on the looks a lot of the time. It, it, yeah, there's. I mean, I guess we are judging books by covers at that point. I mean, if it, also if you know it's good, you're going to read reviews, and you're it gonna, comes from someone that you know. Yeah, exactly. That you, you trust. In but some if way. you really like the look of something, it's like, damn. All right, I just want to like stare at it. You know. Dude, it it's it's hot gear summer. <laughs> That's it, dude. Hot gear summer. I can't top that. So I think at this point, friends, uh, thank you for listening to this show. We 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 love you and uh, go make some music. <laughs>